Life's too short. Life's too damn short. So, eat everything. Try anything. Exercise. Experience all that life has to offer. Here's exercise physiologist, medical journalist, and healthy talk host, Melanie Cole, MS. According to the National Institutes of Health, there's around six and a half million people in the country who use a cane, walker, or crutches to assist with their mobility. And as you mostly know, that happened to my husband this summer when he broke his calcaneus and he was using a scooter, first crutches, which almost made him kill himself. And then he was using a scooter. I'm telling you, he couldn't do the crutches around our house. He could not use these crutches. And had we known about what I'm about to talk about... It would have been a different kind of summer, I'm telling you. My guest today is Brad Hunter. He's the CEO of I Walk Free. Welcome to the show, Brad. Tell us a little bit about what I Walk Free is and and so that people can maybe say so long to crutches. Yeah, it's, you know, on radio and trying to describe this verbally is a little bit difficult. But what the I Walk is, it's a temporary exoskeletal lower leg prosthetic, which is a fancy way of saying it's a 21st century pirate leg. What it does is it allows you to use your leg uh, to support your weight and to walk instead of using your hands and arms or rolling around on a scooter. So I'm looking at a picture of it right now. And and you're right, on radio it's hard to describe, but when I was first looking at it, I wanted to see someone walking with it because I was like, are they hopping like on crutches and how can you hop with this? But you're not, as you describe it, very well as a prosthetic. So it does look like a lower limb prosthetic below the knee that as you walk, you just sort of walk. Now, how does it stay attached, first of all? Well, you kneel, there's a knee platform, and you kneel on the knee platform much the same as you would kneel on the pad on a scooter. But instead of having handlebars and wheels, it has a frame that extends up and recruits your upper thigh by wrapping around it. It's attached with straps at the back, upper back of your thigh, behind your knee, and at your calf. From below the knee, it's all prosthetic. It's aluminum and plastic and rubber and whatnot, and that becomes your lower leg. So if you can envision wearing this thing, when you're walking or standing, from the hip to the knee, your leg is doing pretty much the same thing that it's done for your whole life. You just walk. The muscle motion is the same. The only thing that's different is that your, your injured limb is protected because it's on the knee platform and you're walking on the prosthetic. What have you seen as the learning curve? Because it would seem that people would lean and lean toward their good leg like they do on crutches. Or, you know, when my husband was using the scooter, he was able to sort of comfortably lean onto it so that he wasn't developing back. What are you seeing as a learning curve for people to evenly distribute their weight onto that knee that's on the pad? That's a great question. And the answer is that it's variable. It depends a lot on person to person sometimes because of physical abilities, and sometimes because of mental issues, psychological issues. Um, The more that you commit to the crutch and treat it like it's not even there, the better it works, because it works a lot like with your real leg. It recruits your real leg. So we've seen people adapt. Well, let's see. uh, Pro surfer Kelly Slater recently used it, and he adapted in about one second. Now, he's got great balance and great strength, so that stands to reason. Some people could take longer. It could take them up to five to ten minutes. But when they're learning, there's this eureka moment that happens when they take one successful step because they get their way to the crutch and they walk as normal, and then their body recognizes it. And they say, the body thinks, well, that's just like regular walking, 
except I've got to make this adaption and that adaptation, which are small. Once that happens, their gait smooths out, and then they learn really quickly. I can see where there would be that sort of aha moment, because at first you would probably lean and tend to sort of start to hop until you realize that you can actually put that hip weight and the knee weight on it. And you've even got a little thing someone can hold on in the front if they at first. But I wouldn't think you'd want them to do that because that would sort of make it like they're leaning forward and trying to treat it again as a crutch situation. Good points also. Um, The handle, as you've figured out, is used mostly in just the learning phase. And so for the first 30 seconds, one minute, one minute and a half, depending upon the person, we'll have them actually use the handle. And for some reason, it just sort of lets them know that they're doing something different. And it also keeps their weight on the prosthetic leg when they're walking. It keeps them from leaning towards the good side. Um, Once they show basic proficiency in walking, then we'll get them to let go of the handle immediately and just let their arms do their natural motion. An interesting thing is most of the people that are getting the eye walk are self-fitting themselves. They're not using a physician, although they could, um, but most people are self-fitting, and they're just using instructional videos that we provide. So, I mean, how, how, do, how does someone get fitted and, and find out about this? Is this something that their physical therapist is going to be able to help them with? More and more. So when we launched it initially, it, it actually wasn't met with instant acceptance by the medical community. And that's fair enough. It's a new product. It's unproven. What's happened over the last three years is that the patients have walked into the clinics and the physicians have seen them use the device, and they're surprised at how easy it is and how well it works. So at this time, more and more orthopedics, podiatrists, physical therapists are coming on board, and we're working right now on an advanced training program to teach them how to fit the device. That's a good idea. The point I'd like to make, though, is that learning to use an iWalk, it's it's not difficult. It's actually pretty easy, but it's important that people follow the protocols that we've outlined because it just makes the path towards adapting much quicker and much easier. It can be pretty intimidating trying to use a mobility device when you have an injury. No kidding. And I mean, the fact that you came up with a physical therapy mobility device is amazing to me because this is a pretty, you know, niche market and pretty difficult to get into. Now, like as far as scooters and things, those are pretty soft pillows. And people, I would think, might be worried about the pressure, the sharing force on their knee. And so what's the pad like? It's The pad is actually a three-layer pad. There is an X and a upper section which actually conforms to the shape of your particular leg. So everybody's tibia is slightly different, right? Um, Below that, which you can't see, is some high-density foam, which then cushions the high-load area. Most of your weight is in the first third of your tibia, and then it's less and less after that. That's just more used for stability control. Um, What most people don't realize, though, is the patella isn't in contact with the crutch at all. When When your knee is bent 90 degrees, the patella's not even touching the knee platform. So knee pain isn't an issue. That's great. I mean, you know, because I imagine that's one of the more popular questions. And what about fatigue? I mean, we talked about leaning and and that learning curve a little bit. What about fatigue on the other side and the musculature on the other side? Are people kind of getting to the point where they feel strong enough where they can just sort of walk? Are they feeling sore after a couple of days? You know, you said like the skier, he adapted right away. What about everybody else? It, again, it depends. It depends from person to person. Yeah. But 
it's very common for somebody initially to over-recruit their good leg, which can cause slight to moderate fatigue. But once you get the hang of it and start treating it like it's your real leg, then the fatigue goes down, the efficiency goes way up, and you can function in a normal day-to-day lifestyle. So it's never going to be, I mean, this thing is $150 to the end user, and we can't make something that's going to work as good as your own human leg. In fact, nobody can. But what it is, is the best option because you're using your legs. Your legs are much stronger than your arms and hands, and you're using your leg for mobility, not your hands and arms. So while there's more fatigue than there would be with two sound legs, there's a lot less fatigue than with using crutches. Oh, yeah, a lot less. I mean, like I said, my husband had so much trouble and he tried crutches and he tried the forearm crutches even. And it was just his shoulders started to hurt. He was leaning all forward. I thought he was going to kill himself on those things. Um, I would have loved to have known about this because what a cool product. So, I mean, really, how did, how did you develop it? Well, I, I didn't develop the first one. The first one was developed by a, can- a farmer in Canada. And it was first launched around 2001. And it was a revolutionary idea, but it wasn't fully evolved. So it, didn't, it wasn't very well known. Um, I sprained my ankle really bad. I'd never been on crutches before. And then suddenly I found out just how bad they are. You can't do anything. You can't cook in your own kitchen. You can't walk your dog. No. You can't go to work. You can't do anything. And uh, I found the original iWalk and tried it. And in 15 minutes, I had my life back. And... I'm like, why is this not the most common mobility device? It makes zero sense whatsoever. So I became involved. We redesigned it, made it easier to use, lighter, less expensive. And now it's growing like gangbusters. That's so cool. So where can people find out more information? Uh, We have a, a very large, very informative website. We've tried to think of any questions that people could have. And it's located at iwalk-free.com, so that's iwalk-free.com. And in there, we even have a test. A lot of times people, they don't know, uh, is this the right device for me? So we have a test that walks you through and asks you a series of questions. You can self-bet whether it's the right device for you. And if it's not right for you, we're going to tell you because we want you to succeed. Yeah, no kidding. I mean, I think it's an amazing device and good on you for coming up with something so innovative and so interesting that can really help somebody, you know, and and, and I would encourage listeners, go to iWalkFree.com because you can watch some people walking around with this thing and it really looks like a prosthetic leg. I mean, it looks like something that is going to be great. Now, just do you have any limitations or things you want people to know about, like as their leg starts to get better or or if they, you know, how long they can use this. Is there a limit to that at all? There, there doesn't seem to be. Um, yeah. You know, we have some people that have chronic conditions such as CRPS or below the amputees, and they'll use this thing every day for the rest of their life. And there, there's no problems that we've seen. Um, we've never, you know, since 2001, there hasn't been a single instance of any sort of chronic injuries that are related to an eyewalk. So, a lot of times you'll hear people talking about, well, will there be low back problems or because of the gait adaptations, it's going to cause any long-term conditions. And over 15 years, it never has. Wow, that's so cool. So the last things that you'd like to say, what do you want to tell the listeners about this, Brad, about the, the I Walk Free and why it's something that if they have hurt themselves below their knee or they have a loved one as I did, why they should go to your website and check this out. 
you know, before, if you had a lower lower limb, non-weight-bearing injury, it means that your life was put on hold. And unless you had somebody to help you every minute of every day, you were out of commission. Those days are over. You don't have to suffer that. There's a better alternative. It works. You know, the medical community is supporting it, and it's the future of mobility. Um, it's interesting. You know, if I see somebody in the store and they're on crutches, I'm not trying to sell them anything, but I can't look at them and not come over and tell them, hey, look, there's a I'm better sure. way. And most of our customers do exactly the same thing. I'm sure. I mean, I know that my husband was cruising around to people talking about what they were using when it happened to him. So it's kind of like, you know, the same, same club. you got to go over and say something. So good luck to you and this incredible product. The website is iwalkfree.com. Go there, check it out. Watch the people walking around on this. And if you know somebody, send them to that website because what an end. I do a lot of these and this is a very interesting, innovative, you know, type of thing. So I'm hoping that people will go check it out. You're listening to Life's Too Short right here on Radio MD. You can listen on iHeart, iTunes, TuneIn, Stitcher. You know, we're all over the place. Thanks so much for listening. We want you to listen at RadioMD.com. This is Melanie Cole. Stay well.